You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris this evening. All right, Chris? All right, how are we doing? Happy All right. Oh, hi, Happy New Year, Chris. Hi. Uh, I'm glad you came on because we had a, a late pull-out. Uh, John said that he, he couldn't make it. He says it's because he was tired, but I think he had a wee wink for uh, <laughs> the missus. I think so. He's, he's went off to do better things. A wee wink? I'd take me on the wee wink. A wee wink. I had to be careful when I said that, and then Greg's taking the, the night off. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Because I was looking forward to hearing John uh, go on about Aberdeen's title challenge. I know that Celtics brought it back slightly this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a 2-0 victory against Kilmarnock, which I was going to say is a, was a, a comprehensive victory, but the scoreline doesn't suggest that. But if you watch the game, which I'm sure you did, did yeah. you'll agree with that, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, Commons himself, uh, despite scoring, pretty much destroyed uh, Kamanak and I think he, he definitely commands a starting place for now on. He did have a he hit score, the, eh? He hit the woodwork uh, twice in the in the first probably thirty minutes. He yeah. had quite a few good chances, and it wasn't like he was scuffing them wide or or, or performing badly when he got the shots away. Samson was pretty decent, some pretty uh, solid saves. No, I thought the the, the kind of defence had some. Decent last touch challenges as well, but I Samson played pretty well. I thought it was, I don't think there was anything to do about either goal, to be honest. Because, uh, as a game, he got in the score sheet. That was amazing. That's like his third goal ever for Celtic in the second one this season. That was but, a decent uh, goal as well. Goal, a very difficult one to hit because he hit it uh, perfectly on the, on the, the centre of his foot. I'm not very good at describing goals, but <laughs> it's, very, it's very easy to, to swerve that away. Yeah. Uh, when you're hitting it like that, because it was just so straight on, it was like a punt almost, like a punt that we would yeah. do, not the punts that keeper do side on. Aye, it's a childish punt. Aye, <laughs> I'm listening to myself saying that, and I'm thinking I'm not describing it very well. You know, but if if you've seen it, then you'll maybe understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Aye, and the, the other goal was, was there was nothing really there, nothing Aye. really to talk about because. Shepovich has found his range, an inch. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got to admit that at half time I turned over to the uh, Wimbledon against Liverpool game just for a bit because I, I heard uh, Akin Fenway scored. He's Somewhat this guy is house. massive. Oh, I've mentioned it before on the podcast uh, when we're talking about Nadi and how big he was. This guy is a machine. <laughs> He's, uh, he's ridiculous and yet somebody on Twitter said that his official stats suggest that Frank Lampard's heavier than him really? I'm not sure how official those stats are though but given a look at the two of them kind of doubt that unless, <laughs> unless Frank has some hidden weight somewhere and if he does then uh, Christian Blakely's pretty lucky <laughs> do, you, do you know I can Fenway's the type of guy that uh, I play against in the game of five aside, seven aside, and he's often technically quite good, but just can't run, can't yeah. run the length themselves. But yeah, I can Fenway seemed all right, he seemed quite athletic. 
he's just decided to go for the, the muscle rather than the traditional footballing physique. <laughs> now, it's been the Christmas and the New Year period, so there has been approximately a million games taking yep. place. So if we were to discuss every single game, we'd be here all night. I'd be starting work in uh, 10 hours' time, and I've not got time for that. So I think we're going to pick and choose the highlights and specifically pick and choose the ones that we've seen because, Chris, before you, we started, you said that you hadn't seen much from uh, the 1st of January and yeah. I've got to admit I'm the same. Bloody sports scene. They just, like, sports scene wasn't on on the 1st of January, so they just like, they, they were stuck to their Sunday night time slot and then only showed the games from Sunday with very small montages within the... Like the start of it, or just before games, they were showing of what happened in the Thursday game. But um, yeah, I like. I think the the unfortunate thing with Thursday was the, the part of the Thistle Celtic game getting postponed due to the the waterlogged pitch, which meant one of the two games that was on that day live was was scrubbed out. Um, I have I I I can't say I've seen anything from the three o'clock games. It was Aberdeen's two 0 one at St Johnson, but the the pick has to be Hamilton gubbing Mullerbo five 0 Aye, Greg was confident as well. Yeah. Uh, I stupidly took uh, Greg on that one because I, I had a, a, a £5 promo bet at McBookie. Uh, so I stuck a, a wee double on uh, Motherwell and Ross County <laughs> for the, the first of January. Uh, at five, I was getting my 100 quid if it come in. I can see why. Rookies know what they're doing. Aye, yeah. the rookies know what they're doing. Because Hamilton was 5 now. Cuffing of Motherwell was their biggest win against Motherwell since the last one or something. Like Cuffing the last time as well. <laughs> see, the thing about that, uh, rewinding back... Uh, to prior to that game, Motherwell were on a, a bit of a run, a, a two-game winning streak <laughs> for Barraclough. They had a couple of fortunate one-nil wins. <laughs> so they went on a run. Yeah, and of course, like Ross County lost three one to Inverness as well. Yeah. So uh, that bet was completely scuppered. The other three o'clock game was a, a two-one win for Kilmarnock against St Man, so St Man still can't win at home. But the 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 pick of the day had to be the the, the Dundee derby, obviously. Uh, which was, which really annoyed me actually because um, Friday was my my boy's first birthday, which is a frightening concept. But um, I was baking cakes on the first of January for the for his party the following day, and I thought the kickoff was twelve forty five. Mm-hmm. So I wandered in at about twelve fifty, thinking I have missed the first five minutes of this game. Sat down and went, "What do you mean it's three one already?" <laughs> do you know it's funny how much can go through uh, your head? in such a short space of time but I had a bet on Dundee United to win that game and I stretched a bit more than I normally would and the game kicked off and Dundee actually went on the attack and I thought oh Dundee are up for it today and it was only something like 31 seconds when yeah. Dundee United scored yeah in that time I'd already thought oh I'm starting to regret my bet Dundee are looking good <laughs> I don't. I turned out your bet wasn't exactly in any great doubt because the Dundee defence was pretty poor. Ah, it was their keeper. Yeah, I don't. And actually, they were getting too many chances as well. I don't think the defence did any favours whatsoever for their goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper wasn't great, but no. I've having said that. I think Chesney uh, at the other end wasn't too bad against Dundee, but against Thistle and on Sunday there the. The, the, the Thistle equaliser for one each he just he came out and flapped that corner exactly as he did in the Scottish Cup final in May last year yep and yeah. the sports scene highlighted that one but uh, yeah it's, uh, it was a comprehensive win for Dundee United I think it's the first time they've ever scored six against their neighbours 
Uh, they were, at one point at six one, they were uh, heading for their biggest ever win over the, uh, their rivals, so five goals. But uh, Dundee getting that second goal made sure it wasn't quite that bad. Six two. Some they were evens at the bookies, and their record in the the derby is superb, which is why I yeah. took them. No, ah, even evens was a good price to get them. But yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the the kickoff time is why are the TV companies just not consistent with their lunchtime kickoff times? Because I've seen. 12 noon, I've seen 12.15, I've seen half 12, I've seen 12.45, I've seen 1 o'clock, I've seen quarter past 1, I've seen half 1. It just seems to be quite random. But I mean, even uh, in the last sort of week or so, I've seen what, a 12.15 kick-off and a 12.45 kick-off. Uh, you could understand it if it's a, a company like the BBC, because they've got to fit around uh, their schedules yeah, a bit like... more than Sky Sports or BT that's yeah. built around that game of football, pretty much. Yeah, the sports channels. The sport, there's so many sports channels these days you have like Sky Sports Darts. <laughs> oh, Chris, I, I know that you're not a big fan of the darts, but I'm, I love no, the darts I'm, over the I'm, Christmas I'm, period. I'm assuming now that the darts is finished, it's going to be Sky Sports Jenga or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the lesser of the, the World Championship darts is on at the moment. <laughs> the one at the lakeside. The one that always gets hashtagged on the Twitter is hashtag crap darts. <laughs> I'm not a big darts fan at all, but I, I, I do love that hashtag. I'm going to miss the darts. It's come back in the Premier League soon, so aye, I'll be able to discuss uh, more darts in the, the darts uh, podcast. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll provide a link in the description later. It's a Scottish darts uh, podcast because it was a Scottishman that beat uh, Phil Taylor last night. So. Aye, I done well despite uh, a lot of bad luck along the I, way. I, I seen a vein on Twitter. <laughs> Two darts in the, in the treble 20. The third one knocked him out and got none. <laughs> it's harsh. Is that Aye. the darts or is that the board? Do you blame for that one? Well, it's the same, it's the same board uh, that they've been using in the whole competition. It's the same brand, the same model, and obviously yeah. not the, the exact same board. And... There was no issue for Taylor, and I've not seen any excessive bounce-outs through the whole tournament. Adrian Lewis was on Twitter mentioning that one of the reasons that Taylor's darts weren't bouncing out is because of the branded darts he uses. So they're obviously using that to their advantage uh, promotionally. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think Anderson uh, hit the darts too lightly. I don't know. Just bad luck. By going back to the Kelly against Celtic game, I wanted yeah. to get your opinion on the fact that Celtic asked Kilmarnock if they could train on the the plastic 3G pitch prior to the game just to, to get used to it, and Kilmarnock said no. What do you think about that? Fair enough. Well, I, I mean, it was, it was a, a good chance for, for Celtic to ask, I suppose, but Kilmarnock are perfect with the right, does he know? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of the same. I think that, yeah. I don't see what the big problem is, though, because it's not as if Celtic don't have an artificial pitch up at Lennoxton. So they should be used to it. It's just, I mean, there's a couple of other teams have got what uh, artificial pitches on their, their, uh, their training grounds. I mean, even when Celtic were at Barfield, there was an artificial pitch. So I, I suppose it just depends on the type of artificial pitch. This is maybe the problem. It's, there's so many different versions of artificial pitch. And whatever G we're up to now. Oh, yeah, I get confused because some people call the, the latest ones 4G when they're no different to the ones that we've played on for years. Mm. I, I don't know. They've, they've all got the wee black rubber pellets that end up in your waistband and in your shower. Astro mud. 
Astromid. Astromid. That's my mate's got Astromid because it, it does just get everywhere. Especially if you slide in the butt stuff, then it just it, like you say, it ends up up your shorts and then your boot. I, 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 so when I get in for playing, the uh, what five aside or seven aside, I tend to take my shoes off outside. Yeah, <laughs> empty them and then go in the house. Otherwise, I get so, wound up. So they are, but I also then run my hands round the waistband of my shorts. So if, if somebody was looking f- from the window, it might look like I'm about to whip them off. But I'm not. I'm just trying to get, shimmy all the, the pellets out. You're listening to the Fifty Shades of Scottish Football Forums podcast tonight. <laughs> oh, what John would be loving that. <laughs> Dear me. Right. Anyway, aye. So, Celtic played in that artificial pitch and went to them. Um, that's probably the only game I've really seen live uh, recently. Because unfortunately, uh, like I had other stuff to do on Saturday when. Uh, the big Edinburgh derby was on and for what I've seen the highlights it looked a really good game Aye well I was going to the, the Rangers game so I missed the the second half but yeah I was really good um, I'm getting really impressed by Hibs they're looking really good uh, they're, yeah. they're looking like the, the best team in the league from the time I've seen them on the, the highlights and the time I've seen them play against Rangers uh, they're looking really good and a big part of that is Scott Allen Mm-hmm. He's he's just he's orchestrating the games. He's just uh, and he, he's not a luxury player in any in any stretch because he's he's very solid, very consistent from what I've seen. And I, I'm a, a bit jealous because the word was was it last season that he wanted to come to Rangers. I don't know why uh, that changed when he finally decided to go to Hibs. But yeah, a, a little bit jealous. Uh, it's a big change in attitude from me because when he was at Dundee United. Houston had a lot of bad things to say about him and I, I kind of formed an opinion of him and I, I didn't really like the sound of him as a guy but the way I, I've seen him on the, the football pitch it, it doesn't really matter to me See I've got my own opinion of Houston and, uh, it's not exactly positive so I, I don't really pay much attention to appearance as to say about people but yeah, uh, from what I've seen, uh, Scott Allen is, he's, he seems to be running that team and I mean overall Hibs are playing some terrific football I, I've seen some of the the, the game the previous week against Rangers and they, they, they played Rangers off the park and it, it, it wasn't just they were better they were, they were playing nice stuff doing so because yes. I mean you've seen teams that can be better but just don't play any good but no Hibs are definitely playing some terrific football and I, I think for a lot of the game at Denka so they were uh, for what was here on the radio they were a better team yes but Hearts just seem to have this confidence and resilience that uh, they get in the, the, the results that they need um, I mean, the Hearts goal was a, a terrific finish with Walker. And, it was. I was just watching I, 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 the I was highlights. Say, I, 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 yeah, watch the highlights from Hearts TV because Laurie gets yes. a little excited when that equaliser goes in again. <laughs> <laughs> I like his uh, co-commentator as well. He's his co-commentator was worse this time. I thought it was even better. I tell him I had that exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, Laurie's uh, pretty professional when it comes to uh, Cummings scoring his goal. Uh, he, he does get a bit excited when he scores like a like a, a neutral commentator should. Yeah. But then you see his then, true colours when Walker. Yeah. Just well, fair yeah. enough. Well, it's, it's Hearts TV. I, I, I think we've said this before. I'm quite, uh, I'm encouraged to see here the, if you're working for your club's TV, you should be slightly biased towards your own club. Not to the point that you're just mumping the moaning all the time, but yes. get excited about Hearts scoring goals. That's fine. Yeah, I agree. And the, that goal, uh, Cummings, uh, I've mentioned before in the podcast that I'm not a fan of his at all. I think he's he's too big headed and he's he just needs to 
do his uh, talking on the pitch. But I thought it was a bit harsh on him when he got booked for that celebration. Yeah, he shushed the crowd, but he, I don't think he did it. I don't think he pushed it too far. He, he didn't. He, it was a half shush, really. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't want to see bookings for silly things like that. It's that lack of common sense I've complained about so often. Which is in the rules, common yeah, sense. Yes, common sense is mentioned in the rules, but they never get applied to the goal celebrations. It's a big derby. I try and understand the fact that you're scoring. In, in Cummings' case, he was released by Hearts a couple of seasons ago. And now he's come back to score against them. And he's scored at the end that the Hearts fans are. What do you expect him to do? Do absolutely nothing, run to the complete opposite end of the stadium and celebrate with his own fans? Aye, and he didn't do like a get it up you or anything no. like that. He just done a wee shush. Which is, you've silenced them, you're, you're indicating that you've silenced them. And I, I think Walker was even less and he got booked as well. I didn't even see what Walker did. I, I well, was I trying just, to look. He ran along near the Hibs fans with his arms out. <laughs> as if he was going, yes, I've scored. <laughs> how bad, how, much, how reserved do your celebrations need to be before you don't get booked in these games? Just a wee nod. In fact, I know somebody who would be alright at that. Marco Negri. He'd never get booked. I seen some. There was somebody else. Maybe somebody in England scoring goals and doesn't celebrate. Just recently, and Marco Negri came to mind when I read it. I can't remember. I've seen plenty of players do it against old clubs and not celebrate, but not generally. No. Right. So, well, we move on to the. The Premiership games at the weekend. Oh, it was, it, it was the guy for West Brom, that Saido Berahino. He's the guy, he's got four goals against Gateshead and didn't celebrate any of them. And it, there's no reason why. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that was, it was the FA Cup at the weekend, that's what I was saying. So. Uh, aye, so the, the Premiership games were on Sunday. I was getting a wee bit confused there. I was getting lost for days. Uh, over the, the Christmas period, but aye, it was Sunday because they played on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, aye. Uh, I noticed in the predictor, I managed to get Partick Thistle versus Dundee United 100% right, 2-2. Two, two. Did I put money on it? Nope. Oh, I had 2-1 Thistle, unfortunately. Uh, aye, they were saying that there was issues with uh, illness through the camp, and then that made me wonder, mm-hmm. did they try their best to ensure that the pitch wasn't waterlogged. Yeah, yeah, I read conspiracies like that all through Twitter on Thursday. Um, see, given the weather on Thursday, I'm inclined not even worry about it, to be honest. It was chucking it most of the day. So, I can't, I can't see what they were meant to do. Aye, aye sometimes the weather, the weather's, uh, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I just, they went out on Sunday and proved that like, even with a, a very small squad available, they only had five subs in the bench or something like that, and they were playing a couple of the younger boys, they, they gave a good account of themselves. They were leading yes. at one point, obviously, because they went one down and then scored twice. Like I said earlier, the, the first goal probably was uh, a lot to do with Chersnet coming out and missing the ball entirely, but uh, yes, that's what gave a good account of themselves. Against a team very much in form, uh, scoring six goals previous, you definitely wouldn't want to play them. And Gary mckay Stephen, he carried on his uh, good run of form. Mm-hmm. Uh, they quite rightly pointed him out in sports scene and highlighted him. Uh, I think there's talk of uh, clubs coming in for him in the, the January transfer window, but that's kind of the norm for him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. The rumours are, is that kind of that time of year for rumours? Well, it's January, transfer windows open. We'll see what kind of business that was. There hasn't really been in yet, not even in England. So. Still early days in the, the month, obviously. But. Ah, the door just it just slowly opens. It just it's slowly ajar. It's only at the end of the month when it slams shut. Yep. <laughs> Do you think we're going to see a repeat at uh, the end of the the summer transfer window on Sky Sports when they were shouting some naughty things? Or do you think they're going to totally Probably. skip the the uh, reporters in the, the car parks? I don't know. The Sky Sports love doing that whole transfer deadline day thing. They all get dressed up and they're yelling. Why are you yell? I never understand that. Did they get jumped out of a know. box? Because I never see how much guys sports in all time these days. Aye. I, I like it when they when they, they, they announce that the, the transfer window is slammed shut. They make a big deal about it and then they go, Cut the big there, could, there, could still, aye, there yeah. could still be deals going through. <laughs> so it's not really slammed shut, has it? Yeah, I know. It's, it's just uh, stuff has happened, but we don't know about it yet. So stay with us for the next three hours. Aye. Until Sky Sports News actually goes on to a loop when we're all in our bed, but you've seen what was on an hour ago. <laughs> um, yes, I have watched Sky Sports News that long, but it's gone in the loop. <laughs> Aye. Right, since John's not here, there is a danger that we don't discuss Aberdeen. That's fine with I me. Think we should. I don't know why I talk about Aberdeen. <laughs> I think no, we should. No, they beat yeah. St. Johnson 2-0, and then they I'd beat be Motherwell 2-0. They're getting better. Yeah, because it was just one nils they were doing the previous last. That's a couple of two nils. Now, I think they got a wee bit of a helping hand, and that's a part of a pun, in the, the Motherwell game, because, uh, well, I call them, gave them a penalty for nothing. <laughs> right to the death. Oh, no, managed, I thought but, that was a penalty. Not a chance. What's he made to do with his hand? Cut it off. It wasn't even hand, it was his upper arm that was in at his body. He blocked a shot on the line. Now, the, th- the thing that amused me was the commentators then saying, that's about harsh. That's not been deliberate. I'm thinking, it doesn't matter whether it's deliberate or not. If he's blocked that shot on the line and the referee decides it's with his arm and he's then decided, okay, that's a penalty, he has to send them off because it's a goal scoring opportunity. It doesn't matter if it's deliberate or not. Well, yeah, the, well, the deliberate, it has to be deliberate for it to be a handball in the first place. Yeah, but they were talking about yeah. it as if that matters yes. the sending off, which I didn't understand. Aye, Aye the card's uh, pretty, pretty clear. It's a yellow yeah. card if you try and score. With a hand, it's a yellow card if you stop the ball from going to the opposition using your hand, and it's a red card if you stop a goal with your hand. So yeah, aye, the ref can't do anything about that once he's decided that it's a handball. I thought it was a handball. That's uh, interesting that you didn't. I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from, but yeah, I would have gave it. I can see why he's given it. I just, I just think it's harsh. And uh, Motherwell have appealed it, so we'll see what happens with that. But I don't like, ultimately it didn't matter because nobody were winning that game anyway. Mother will never threaten a few. Yeah. I was watching sports scene with my son, he's eight years old. And he's he's watched football a few times, but this is the first time he's really laughed at Goodwillie's second name. Oh, he was laughing <laughs> and he, he kept saying it, well, oh, that would have been funny when he was at school, eh, because the teacher would have to keep saying Goodwillie. <laughs> It was childish, but yeah, I was having to stop myself uh, from laughing. To be fair, he's eight years old. He's allowed to be childish. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit older. We should know well. Aye, we should. We should. <laughs> Aye, so Aberdeen. Top of the table and with Celtic going on the, their holidays. 
Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind night. a Friday night. A Friday night game, I could probably do. But we don't seem to get Friday night games because we wreck seats. <laughs> We're not allowed Friday night games. <laughs> so I'm. I'm sounding a bit like a broken record when I start to discuss the charity bit, because it's been quite a while since our last one, and I decided this weekend to actually put my own money on the bet as well because I was pretty confident. And McBookie have a money back if you bet a fivefold or more and one leg lets you down. And I was that confident. I thought, right, well, I'll definitely get my money back. But no, it wasn't happening. I was checking the, the results while I was at the, the game. It wasn't too and bad. It was, yeah, it was looking to, good. To, to remind people, it was a fivefold, so we were already quite brave. But, I mean, Falkirk, they won. Um Stranraer beat Air, so that came in. Uh, what else was there again? Well, we had... Well, you're, you're focusing on the positives. I'm focusing on the positives, yeah, because it was, there was another team that won, which I can't remember what that team was. Our both were 2-0 up and then binned it and drew two each, but the one that stuck it that had this uh, scuppered anyway was Stenhouse Muir, wasn't it, Stirling Albion? Yes, the second win of the season for Stirling Albion, and they were going on about it on the on the radio in Radio Scotland on the, the way back for the game. Talk about how good it was. I said, it's no good for the charity, but selfish. <laughs> Queen of the South, that was the other one. They beat one yes, and we had and um, our broth. Who was it at Queen of the South? We had the, the, the first goal scorer, Riley, I think. Riley, yes. Yeah. And he didn't get it, so. Aye. I think we've been too brave. We probably need to scale back a bit and see what we can do. Yep. Well, I've got a plan, but we can leave it till after that we do our Premiership predictions to see if anything uh, jumps out at us. But I, I've got a, I've got a plan, keeping it simple, and we maybe a bit of a left field for scorer bit. So I wanted to mention the the Rangers situation. I always do this. I always say, ah, we'll talk about the Rangers situation, but I, I don't really want to go on about it because I find it's a bit boring because I often just say, right, well, something's happened, but we're not really sure if anything's happened. Obviously, the the three bears have come in. Dave King's come in. <laughs> with a bid. Where's Goldilocks arriving? <laughs> Goldilocks is coming from America, potentially. Easdale's oh, given a, a, a Who is that? The, the owner of the Phoenix Suns or something? Aye, aye, he's suddenly interested in buying Rangers. Uh, Phoenix Suns does sound like another one of the, the, the Rangers fan groups right enough. <laughs> Suns of Struth and Bears of Ibrox. And, I don't know. I, 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 that was probably the funniest thing on Only Excuse this year. <laughs> See, oh, Only an Excuse, yeah, I watched it. and It was brutal. It was absolutely aye. brutal this year. But the funny bit was the, the, the different fan groups all merging to share a taxi. <laughs> That was quite funny. Do you know, I was watching it and I was thinking, I'm 32. I don't know Frank McAvaney and anything other than this programme. Yeah, because he retired in 1995. I don't know know him playing. I don't know his ways away from the pitch. I just know I'm in that programme. And I'm 32. There's going to be many people younger than me and and they don't even recognise him from the programme. So why do they persist? The other thing is, his impersonations are now so bad. He has to shoehorn in who he's impersonating. Like his Ronnie Dyler one was terrible. Yes. <laughs> I didn't like him. Yes, and Aye. he's obviously got bored trying to fill half an hour with football because 
well, for one thing, I think Scottish football far more hilarious than anyone else. You can never come up with these days. <laughs> but um, he's, he's half the programme now is like political humour. Like yeah. the, the guy dressed up as Braveheart going in and marking no one instead of yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his wee dig at Joanne Lamont. It's like, not exactly much football in the, the programme these days. So. I think it's time to put it to bed, to be honest. I think so. I think that I've, for the last wee while I've been watching it in the hope that it's going to uh, provide a, a gem or two. And, but I, I, no, I don't think, don't think I'm going to bother next year. See, we all say that, and then see when it comes into Hogmanay, you can bet we'll be watching it just in case. We watch and it just in case. We're in this wee cycle Well, they won't get rid of it because they get the ratings, but we keep watching it in case, just in case it's good, or so we can always moan about it. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, you know, I, I might have a look to see what the ratings were, if it's in uh, the Barb website. I think they only do top tens, so it probably won't be, unless they do uh, BBC Scotland. Probably I'll have a look. Be, but I don't know if the, I don't know what if the ratings take into account people recording it. They do, they do. Uh, really? uh, the way Barb works is, uh, uh, you've got like a wee diary, and you keep it, uh, and uh, they collate the the live and the recorded. It all counts. Uh, so you get like a, was so it you get as an overnight figure as the how many people watched it that night. And then they, they add on those that watched it recorded. But it's just a, a small subset of the, the population, so it's really a, a, an estimate, I guess. I added the radio one, the radio version of it. It wasn't Barb, I don't know who it was. Was it Rajar? Something mm-hmm. like that. And you I, you did just the Rajar stuff? You just kept a, a diary. A diary? Oh, I've heard I've heard Rajar mentioned so many times and I've never known it's done it. There you go. Well, you got a fiver for doing it, and I also thought it's uh, I thought it was quite interesting. Huh? Hey. Oh, it's, it's it's geeky interesting. Aye, it is. Yes, geeky interesting. Aye. Right, aye. So that's the Rangers section covered, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we'll just talk about it, Chris. Let's face it, the Rangers section changes on an almost daily basis these days. So by the time you listen to this. If you listen, if you listen to this, we record on Monday night. So if you listen to this on a Thursday, it's probably changed three times since we've talked about. Yes, yes. <laughs> on if you'd asked me on Saturday, how was I feeling about the financial side of Rangers? Very positive. Sunday, very positive. Monday morning, oh, I don't know. I'm not so sure now <laughs> that we can't pay the national insurance. So uh, it changes daily, pretty much. Aye, but it's all right because the SPFL had a whatever long investigation or something cleared you. So it must be all right. <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, so much happened today. I've absolutely no idea. I was too busy reading books. <laughs> I hear you're into books. I've did, it was my New Year's resolution was to actually read some more because I started a book in November of 2013 and I've only just finished it today. <laughs> I think I've been doing Alex Ferguson's book ever since it came out. It's his <laughs> latest one, not the ones before that. But I just I, and I really enjoy it as well. I just don't find the time to sit. Read. No, it's 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 difficult to find time when you you get kids to look after and stuff. Yes. yes. My plan is to actually read more and watch less rubbish on daily. So. Oh, I I think we all work a little filler. Procrastination. But that's it. Now that I've now that I've finally finished that book, I started about fourteen, fifteen months ago. I can start my counter because I've decided I'm going to do one. I'm aiming for pretty much one a month, so I'm looking for twelve by the end of the year. So, I can now start the counter. So, start a new book and then. I've got a book of uh, Horrid Henry stories. It's got about four stories, four or five stories in one. That could count. That could count as five See, stories. 
I'm not sure kids' books are going <laughs> to... Just give me a shout. Actually, never that's the way around that. Maybe I could just read books to the boy. Hmm. <laughs> could the Gruffalo? That's a good the one. Gruffalo, does that count? Aye. That's good. Like, see, see, I'm thinking. Do you think you know? Do you think it's appropriate to read Game of Thrones to a one-year-old? <laughs> Probably not, not. The not the picture version. No. <laughs> not the picture. Like <laughs> how how yeah. read the books? The, the books are meant to be worse. Oh, jeez. Definitely read them in. Right, okay. I'll read them myself, and then I'll read them him. Yes. I like Game of Thrones, but I really should start reading the books. I, I, it's, it's always the same with these things, well, I don't really want to read the books and then get ahead of the TV series, because then I'll just be one of those people who just, oh, this is so much better than the book. Yeah, uh, one of those people that you just, that in a past life, you tutted at, and you say, oh, who's this? Uh, the TV oh, series oh, much no. better. You know what's even worse is see the folk I've read all the books and they start spoiling the TV series for you because they accidentally they accidentally bought out something that hasn't happened yet. Aye, aye, they're, they're for the watching the people. <laughs> right, Dundee against Motherwell. All oh, right, aye, predictions, right, predictions. <laughs> I'm going to go for a home victory. Before I do this prediction, this podcast has went off in a million different directions, but see. Motherwell's new manager. Yep. No, I was thinking, I think he's the one person in the world that could outsteer Jonathan Sutherland. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him, but he really does have starey eyes. Uh, anyway, right, Dundee <laughs> against Motherwell. I'm going to go for a home victory 2-1. Uh, see, I'm going to go on a way victory 2-1. Because mm. I don't, I, I still don't rate Dundee's defence, and I think yeah. well, we're going to get back on track. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go two one because I think Dundee are better away from home as well. I don't know. Yes, ah, you're right. You're right with that. Yes. Well, are just rubbish everywhere. So, aye, well, they might struggle. Maybe, Next maybe, one up, maybe a couple of tournaments. So, two one. Next one up's Kelly against Inverness, and despite Kelly being hemmed in for most of that match tonight against Celtic and despite them not really having many chances I was quite impressed with them I quite liked their composure there's very few hoofs they like to pass it about uh, obviously Eremenko was Hollywood passes every five minutes I don't think they're going to score a goal but I don't think they're going to they're going to leak I, I quite liked the bravery at the back especially was it Connolly the guy with the bandage yes uh, he, he uh, played really well huh? he saved a shot did a diving header save yeah. Aye. Right, I'm going to go nil-nil. Uh, I reckon I'm going to have some edge at one nil. Ross County, Partick Thistle, away victory. I'm going to go 3-0. Well, I, I, I think Ross County are turning a corner. I think a home game against Thistle might just be what they need. Uh, I'll say 2-1 Ross County. St Mirren against Aberdeen. I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory to Aberdeen. I'm going to 2-0 Aberdeen. St Mirren are rubbish. And they're at home. And they've won Aberdeen. They never make any goals. And Aberdeen have won 2-0 in the last two games. So, aye, let's go 2-0. They'll probably win 3-0 now, won't they? <laughs> 2-0 and Aberdeen to hit the, the woodwork at least twice. Because they like doing that. And then we've got another game on the Monday night. So the Hooray. podcast will be a wee bit later. Ah, it's the the 
predictions page, it's 7.45 kick-off instead of 8 o'clock. See, they can't even ask you this, listen. Tonight's game is 8 o'clock, this is 7.45 next week. Well, I don't know if you can trust the, <sighs> the predictor, because I did have to change it last week, didn't I? You did, aye, but let's, let's see what the... Hamilton, Dundee United, another plastic pitch, spectacular. I'm going to go for two apiece. I'm going to say 2-1 Hamilton. 2-1 Hamilton. So Uh, since there's only two of us on this, oh, we've mentioned earlier that that's uh, Celtic aren't playing because they're away on their holidays. Yep. Because there's only two of us, we've not really got much uh, much a pattern here, apart no, from the Aberdeen. It doesn't like we agree much other than Aberdeen, and I bet those odds for Aberdeen actually are garbage. I would think so. It didn't jump out at me when I was looking earlier this evening. I'm just looking down uh, the league to see what we've four, got. Four to six. In fact, that's all right. Four that's not bad, eh? Right. Because I'll tell, you, right, I'll tell you what I was thinking of. Okay, I was thinking... Hibs. Hibs. Are at home. Home with Falkirk. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're 7-10. Right. And I was also thinking of Brecon against Ayr. Yeah. They are 17-20. Yeah. Okay. And I was also thinking of Annan at home to Elgin. They're 3-4. to four. So that treble, if we don't include Aberdeen, that treble's already £55. Four pence at McBookie. Yeah. Oh. Now, if we greedy and we throw in Aberdeen, that brings it up to £91.73. I can't see another Aberdeen one, and I think that's a banker. I think we should throw that in definitely anyway. Um, Hibs are home to Falkirk, Brickner home to Air, Aaron at home to Elgin. Aaron are fourth and Elgin are bottom. I think the Annan won. Uh, I think Annan lost and Elgin won, if I remember correctly. So that's the one that's not going by form. But when you look at who they uh, they played against, Annan got beat off Albion Rovers, who are second. Elgin yep. beat Montrose, who are third bottom. Yeah. So... Aye, if you look out with that, Elgin's terrible. That's their only win in the last 10 games. Yeah. Well, I know we said we're going to keep it simple, but I don't see any of those four. So. Right, yeah. I'll go with that. Right, so that's Hibs 70-10, Annan 3-4, Brecon 17-20, and Aberdeen 4-6. Yep, three Ten. homes in an away banker, pretty much. Yeah. £10 on it, McBookie returns £91.73. A wee bit of confidence there. Now, I mentioned earlier that I've got a wee bit of a left field first scorer bet because I was going to go with the Rangers game. Now, I previously said I'm not allowed to do this. But what I was thinking of doing is going for Buchanan of Aloha to score first because Aloha are Rangers bogey team. Two draws and a defeat. So if you remember what happened in the gut the Rams just done the Rams cut the potty training cup. It was a two 0 lead for Rangers at that point. Before it was Buckland. So, before Buckland, yeah. Aye, so I'm not entirely convinced by that one. No? <laughs> no. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any better suggestions. 
I see. What I did is I tried to go away from our, our usual suspects. We could go for Cummings of Hibs. <sighs> Considering we're going for a win there. And uh, but they're getting goals here everywhere. That's the thing that's yeah. bothering me with that one. Uh, he's still top scorer for them, but... Yeah, but he, he's, he's getting goals at different times. I think it's maybe the problem Yeah. Um, I'm almost inclined to go with Riley again. I know he didn't score first at the weekend there, but they're about to race Rovers. Right. Okay. Okay. And what is it? Although he didn't score first this week, he could score first next week. I know Greg likes that. He likes uh, sticking to a player for a wee while. Aye. Uh, aye. Okay. We'll go with him. The odds aren't available on the McBookie site, so I'll, I'll I'll tweet the the odds when they become available. But we'll go with him first scorer. Yeah, and I'll be tweeting it from the SFF podcast Twitter account. The best SFF podcast Twitter account there is. Yep. <laughs> I'm sticking my neck out there saying that. Do you know what I got I'm... myself at Christmas? Huh? I got myself an A3 pad of paper so I can take notes. Oof. A3? What do you need A3 for? Anything I've got notes to take in this, I've got an A4 sheet folded in half. So it's A5. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got big, big writing. I'm, <laughs> it says in the front ages three plus because it's a drawing pad. <laughs> but I, I thought, I thought that would do me. That's, that was my Christmas present to myself. <laughs> I bought myself okay. a top. That was my Christmas present for myself. <laughs> and go alongside my wee black book. Yeah, see, that's the wee black book's portable. That's the difference. A3 is quite big to be carried about you. Well, I say my wee black book, but it's actually A4. <laughs> and the only names in it are yours, John, Greg. <laughs> Derek's name's in it at some point. Oh, there you go. Well, Laurie must be in there as well somewhere. Laurie will be in there loads. <laughs> yeah. Right, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Well, I think we're done with it. I can't like anything else. I'm, trying to be, I'm, I'm sure I was moaning about stuff in sports when I was watching sports last night, but I can't remember what any of it was. <laughs> oh, there's, there's other things like McFadden getting sent off for the, the wrestling move. Uh, yeah, it was about, about harsh the second booking, was it, though? It was harsh, but there was no need for him to get in a wrestling match. Yeah, well, it's not a problem. Oh, I didn't moan about Rangers against Dumbarton. Oh, because uh, uh, Raymond's one. Because yeah. you're defending the wizard with a call on this. Oh, right. <laughs> See, they, they scored after 15 minutes, and as soon as they scored, two people in front of me got up and left. Yeah. And I thought, no, you're kidding me on, you're kidding me on. This isn't right. It's only 15 minutes. But I, they just went away for one of them was a P. I'm guessing they didn't come back with anything. And another just went away for a call on this. <laughs> another guy came back with a pie but I, I thought that was a bit excessive leaving at that time it reminded 15 me that minutes sounds a bit like a pie though you know some folk there, annoy me there, there's beating the half time rush and then there's no even starting the bloody game <laughs> oh there's this guy that turns up late 
every week he turns up late, so everyone has to stand up as he goes through. He right. then goes five minutes before half time, right. oh, stands yeah. up, and then this same guy comes back. back after half time. Yep. So you need to stand up again. Oh, I, I crack up. Yeah. Oh, I crack up. Oh. He's Aye. probably a nice guy, but I just don't like him. Probably, but his time is garbage. Yeah, I think every stadium has that guy. Because <laughs> I've definitely seen that guy at Celtic Park. <laughs> right, can I be a Celtic fan? I'm a Rangers fan. <laughs> Aye. I see Greg doesn't get that problem because he sits away in the corner away from anyone else. <laughs> he can't see old, any fans. He's the grumpy old man in the corner. Aye. I bet he is the one that gets up and goes out for a pie five minutes before half time. Well, there's no cues. <laughs> he just straight in gets a pie. No issue with that. Problem is with Rangers, there's not as many fans there, but all they do is cut back on the staff. The pie stall, so you think, oh, aye, it's hardly any fans there, or we're getting this pie in time. No. No, they just cut back on the staff. What was the attendance at Ibrox at the weekend? Because I've seen the highlights from sports scene last night and it just looked pretty poor. Although I suppose we don't know because what, Celtic, you lie about it. Just counting all the season ticket holders aren't turned up. Aye, they go for the, the ticket sold rather than how many were actually... See, it looked okay, it looked better than it has been in previous weeks, but I, I'll not be able yeah. to compare it because of the, the manipulation of the figures. It makes it quite difficult. I'm just trying to find the thirty thousand. <laughs> no, there wasn't. So, <laughs> so that that figure's uh, higher than it was. Aye. I know that the forget the blue order or the, the union bears sections back. <laughs> One of them's back anyway. Really? Aye, either back. The boycott's finished for them. Why? Why is the boycott finished? What have they changed? Uh, they just said that they're going to try a different tact. Nothing has oh, changed. Right, 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 so right, right, yeah, okay. There's no, no victory in their eyes. Just try something else because it was done. Yes, Good. exactly. Right. Well, that's us. That's us. First podcast in 2015. And I was it, by everyone there. It was good. It was yeah, good. We managed to, to get it. <laughs> we did. About 50 shades. Aye, we did. We got uh, a wee bit of uh, uh, fig- TV viewing figures, uh, how they collect uh, the, the listener figures for ra- radio. Even talk to football. <laughs> Aye, there was, a, there was a wee bit of football in there. Aye. And we almost went down the route of a, a wee uh, nursery rhyme. No, not nursery rhyme. What's the three bears? What would you call that? Gold Ox and Three Bears. That's a fairy tale. Fairy tale, that's it. Nursery rhyme, so. Right, maybe we should go. <laughs> right, and if this podcast doesn't ever reach anybody, it's because Callgraph doesn't work anymore, and we've both used a brand new bit of software to record, and it might not work. So you might not even hear this, right. but me saying it might not work, because it's not worked. So This has been a really good podcast, and if nothing's recorded, we're going to be gutted. <laughs> So we'll just I, do it all again. So I tweet tweet SFF podcast if you heard any of us. <laughs> right, right, thanks for coming on and thanks for listening. Right, cheers. Bye. Right.